leaving your sick baby with 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 your mama or whoever else to go in there and do what you did you you've proven yourself that you can do this so go ahead and do it for yourself this week's episode is sponsored by shehub.tv log on to www.shehub.tv for engaging content dedicated to women also check out their quarterly magazine available in print and both app stores shehub tv for the fearless female you are listening to choosing her hustle with your host Letitia francis this is a podcast for black women looking to turn their side hustles full time Each week, I'm going to bring you interviews from women who have successfully transitioned from side hustler to full-time entrepreneur. They will be sharing their journeys, the good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the lessons learned along the way in hopes to inspire you to choose your hustle. Let's get this conversation started. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to Choosing Her Hustle. I am so excited about this week's episode. I just had a brief second to catch up with today's guest, and she's got me with goosebumps. So we're going to dive right in. Why don't you introduce yourself, let our audience know who you are, what you do, and then we are going to get into a discussion. Hello, hello, hello. It is an honor to be here. Your passion and your poise and just who you are. I feel honored just to be able to be here and be on your podcast. And baby, when I tell you, we're going to make magic because I am here to serve your audience because I know that that's important to you. And because it's so important to you, I want you to know it's important to me. I am Siobhan Sampson. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I do coaching and personal development on the corporate level. I go into small businesses and I help bridge the gap between what your company values are and what your employee satisfaction is. But I also, I don't stop there because this leadership and development is needed in all spaces. My passion is me being the stepmom coach. I am Siobhan Sampson, your stepmom coach. And I go in and I help stepmoms really know what it is to be stepmom strong and not put themselves on the back burner, but put themselves in the mix where they choose them. Just like your mission is is to get us to choose us. That's my mission is for them. And then lastly, yes, there's more. There is more. Uh, Lastly, I am an NLP trainer. I bring NLP in across the board, neuro-linguistic programming. Um, I'm a master coach and trainer in that. And so I have a certification, a love and bliss certification program where I help content creators who go to you for their business coaching, get their messaging together. But I help them once they get the clients, they go to you, you help them get the clients. Once they they get the clients, I make sure that they know how to transform their clients so that their clients are able to not just do better, feel better and, and know, but have transformational levels at the identity level. And so that's who I am now. And we're going to talk about how did I get here from corporate to here. So I'm so excited. Well, I think it's actually interesting that you say you go into organizations and help them deal with, you know, 
employee satisfaction, right? So yeah, let's start from how you got here because you were a director, like you were, you were like corner office famous, right? So let's talk about that. Yes. I am a retired urban planner. I got into that over 20 years. I started off, I did an internship at city government. I was doing something totally, I was just there taking up space because I was on my way to become a teacher, but I was in this office and they did community development and it intrigued me. And when I found out what the money was in that field versus me being a teacher, and I was already there answering questions and it, it just clicked with me. Uh, I went on and was able to, in government, we don't necessarily have this ladder that we're climbing, but I guess it, for lack of a better term, I was able to, over the years, climb where I did get in that director role. Now, let me tell you this. Was I wearing those director hats and conducting myself as a director before I got in that director seat? Can we say yes? Yes, she was. And it came from opportunities from others. Um, It came from opportunities for for me and the profession that I'm in, in urban planning, in zoning. It's a male-dominated field. It's a white male-dominated field. And so for me to say that I made it to where I was without a a white male giving me a chance, that would be null and void. But did I not get to the point where I was overworking and overproving myself because of that? That's where the you know, burnout, that's where the trauma came from. So let's dig a little deeper into the trauma. Um, For me, I also, like you, had a very prominent position. And from day one, I was never allowed to make decisions. My decisions that I were second were then undermined by others. I've had times where I've gone into meetings and been expected to pour the coffee. I had someone asked me, how did I have the audacity to tell them what to do? What was your experience as a Black woman in a male-dominated industry feeling like you have to prove yourself? That was a self-imposed, I think, limiting belief that I had to prove myself. It was because Later on, once I saw what some of my other counterparts, how they were showing up and it it didn't take all of that. That's where I then start playing in my mind, though. We hear it all the time, but you black and you a woman. And so you have to give more, do more, be the best, be better. You have to be able to do it all in order to make sure you secure your spot so that you don't show up. And when you open up your mouth, if you don't know your stuff, they can't say, oh, because, yeah, you, she's a black dumb girl anyway. She, they see, that's proof that she don't belong here. I love that you say that it was self-imposed, self-imposed limiting beliefs, right? Limited beliefs for those who are not in the coaching world are beliefs that we heard about ourselves that stop us from our greatness, right? So you're telling me that, you know, you went in there thinking that you had to work harder, you had to do this, you had to be perfect in order to be taken seriously, but then you notice around you, others weren't doing it. Part of the reason why I started this podcast is because I wanted to explore just that, right? As Black women, I feel that we are conditioned to go into these environments 
and almost burn ourselves out, right? And the, the, my theory behind that is, you know, our grandmothers, our mothers, they didn't have seats at the table. They weren't able to carve the way for themselves. Therefore, they raised us to make sure that we can do it. For a lot of us, we are the first ones to went to university, you know, we're the first ones to have like this amazing job that isn't, you know, blue color or something like that. So we go into this, we're literally raised because we are black women, we have to be strong. We have to work twice as hard. We have to show up and diminish who we are because it won't be accepted. And then we get in these environments and we often see evidence of that, right? Because the white man gets promoted a lot easier. They network better and faster, you know, dirty ones that get invited out to drinks, you know, all of that stuff. But how do you think that conditioning impacts us in that environment? So uh, I will, I share with this a little bit in, in the beginning is I didn't necessarily feel the burdens on of that conditioning at first when I tell you I knew how to play the game I knew how to play the game I I was able to use my femininity I was able to use me being um the only person of color to my advantage where again not even minimizing I I let it be known I think I did it strategically in starting off in those those communities that were uh, predominantly Black communities and learning my chops there. So then by the time I made it up to that ladder where I was not in a predominantly Black community, it became to me where I, I had learned those tricks, the trades to how to rub the elbows, how to do the networking, how to, this is where the conditioning is present though, how to what to say and how to carry myself so that they're comfortable. <laughs> say that part again. <laughs> that last part again. How to say and what to say so that, that they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So how does that impact you? Because you said you didn't realize the trauma that was associated with the way that you had to show up in the workplace until afterwards. How did that impact you later on? It impacted me where basically me wanting to show up to show what I'm capable of, how great I am. And it wasn't, it was never about me saying I'm better than anybody else. It was, it was really self-centered and self-serving that I am enough. I can do it. And, and really what it did was then it made me that go-to person where they kept dumping more and more and more. And I kept producing the more and more that they gave, like this back, baby, when I tell you I had the back of a linebacker thick and, and can carry something strong. Oh, wait. And then I, it, 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 cause again, we've been black women. We know how to be creative. We know how to take something that, that whole saying, make a dollar out of 15 cents. Woo. Not only did I create this, this strong back of mine that you talk about, but then I created a team, a small team, and I empowered them so that because I, I, if not, I was forget bacon, breaking my back. I was going to drown. But then the, the more work came in and they kept piling more and more and more and more on. And so that's where the, the trauma came. That's where the, you know, at the end of the day, the burnout came where 
I was just miserable and unhappy. And so that's where it led me. And had I not had my side hustle, my business to really escape is what it was at first. But then um, later on became I was building this because this was my way out. This was this became my release. And then I was able to build this up in a way and get the fulfillment out of it, helping others and doing those things that I was able, I was ready to turn that loose, that my business empowered me in that workplace that once I did get to the burnout, once did I get to the point where I, I didn't know I was miserable, I'm glad I had my business. So that's, that's where it led me. So the piling up of work and, you know, that broad back that you talked about, do you think it would be different if you set boundaries? But do you think it's possible for women to set boundaries within a work environment, Black women to set boundaries within a work environment? I think that, unfortunately, yes, if you set boundaries, you can. If you learn that song and dance, that same way that I learned um, how to say and when to say it so that they were comfortable. If you are strategic in how you set your boundaries, and how how you play, unfortunately, it's a game, how you play the game. Know when it's time for you to show up, but know when it's time for you to shut up and, and not say what you dare step it. Get show and be really good how to take on those other things. Yes. Um, but again, it becomes exhausting. Even in that setting the boundary and keeping the boundary and that push and pull, it becomes exhausting. So in the in can you get to that corner office by setting those boundaries and, and doing the yin and yang and knowing when to show up with your cape and knowing when to go back in and be your, your, your Clarketta Kent. Yeah, it can happen, but it, it, it won't be, it won't be building a legacy like a business builds a legacy. It won't be fulfilling like your business fulfills, fulfills that. So what was the impetus for you to start moonlighting, as you put it? <laughs> I haven't heard that word for years, by the way. <laughs> Don't look, don't be up there dropping <laughs> about somebody's age up in here now. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't be this grandmother of four over here. Don't you, don't you, don't you do it. Well, you see, now I would not have put grandmother there. You look very good. I don't know your age. So we'll leave it at that before I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> but really, the what it was at first was although I had all these tasks. I found people coming into my office for support. I was the in-house coach on the job. It was, it, it, and the funny thing about it is even my superiors were coming into my office and getting that. And so I started, you know, realizing those things there. Um, and then I stepped back and I chose self-love. I chose me. And in that journey of me doing the work and me healing myself on the comprehensive level here, you you got me using my corporate fancy fancy word. Um, I'm in good company. I know, I know those listening, they on the corporate center, they understand, but I did self-love on the comprehensive level. How about that? Um, Had the two worlds, the best of two worlds, right? In that, I found coaching and I'm like, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, people are calling, texting me to say, hey, I, I want to know what you think. Uh, I, I Can you help me process this? People are coming in my office to say, hey, I'm having this situation. 
not only just at work, but at home with my daughter. Let's let's work through this. You're so good at giving me different perspectives on things. Let's let's do this. When I found that I was getting more joy doing that thing than I was, and it was it was just me going through the motions. It was me dragging myself over here to do this work in this career that I've spent lots of dollars on education in this career that I'm really good at. I'm so good at this. I'm an awesome urban planner. Man, oh man. Development and how to to work through the channels and and bring what's good for the developer, the city, and, and the resident. I'm good at that. But it wasn't feeding me. It was no longer serving me and I was no longer serving it is what, what, what got us there. That, that was the impotence of it. That was powerful because a lot of times we look at it from a point of view of what's in it for us. But you had the awareness that, you know what, I'm not even serving this. Like I could be cocky about this and say I'm showing up, but I'm, I'm being real. I don't even want to give it any more energy. That's the point you got to. So tell me about your transition, right? Because there are a lot of gurus that paint this pretty picture. And I know the reason why a lot of people don't leave their jobs is because of the fear, right? I I don't want to paint a pretty picture here. Like entrepreneurship is hard, but tell us about your journey. Tell us about the lessons that you learned along the way. So in this journey, there's a few buckets of people, but I'm, I don't want to be too chatty here. Um, so here's the thing. There's the people who they're forced to leave because their business is creating so much momentum and they're making so much that it's time. They know it's time to leave. Like, okay, I can get this out the way because this is, this is really taking off and this is something big. And then it's those of, of us that just make it to the limit, whether we, we're just so miserable and so drained that through for, for mental health, we know that we got to call it quits. And, or you're just playing out, you, it, they downsize or you're fired. I was at the burnout stage and the opportunity came where I saw the opportunity for me to exit and I exited. I wish, like you said, I would have been able to set those boundaries in a far enough time because I was in my business uh, a good four and a half years before I exited to, to go full time. I'm in that bucket. And so, yes, I had some income coming in for my business, but it wasn't constant because I was over there being director extraordinaire. And so now I'm over here in the fear that you talk about. When I tell you that day that I resigned, there was this weight that was lifted up off of me that I was like, oh my God, it was just a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And in that next breath, I didn't have a breath because I didn't have anything standing in my way. I didn't have no more excuses. My husband was in support of it. I called my mama and my daddy and they was like, you go baby girl. And I ain't even a baby, I'm the old. So I had no more excuses. So whether I sink or swim or whatever, climb the highest, whatever that was, the only thing that was going to stop me was myself. And that is what scared me. And then beyond that, because I got the picture of my first day, like it was my first day of school, my first day of business, I'm entrepreneurship coach. Because I ain't coach extraordinaire yet, but I'm coach. Got that picture, got my outfit on. <laughs> I was baby when I tell you, but there was still 
the trauma and the residue and the remnant of being in corporate for so long. That that trick of, oh my goodness, if I don't work here, I don't eat. And that that conditioning, you want to talk about some conditioning of knowing that they gonna hit you on top of on hit you in that, that they gonna hit, hit me on my hip every two weeks. That there, that in itself, I'm still shedding that remnant. I'm still that mindset. The idea of structuring my day, because I do have the freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it, but baby, this stuff that needs to get done. Figuring out those right things that I should be doing that's going to move the needle to make sure that I can sustain myself in this. The mindset of giving myself grace when I think whatever that is, whether it's a real, whether it's that that discovery call, whether it's that podcast, that when it doesn't pan out the way I think it is, or when I'm not able to show up the way I was for so many years, because I, I was successful. I was good at what I was doing. Even on my worst day, it was a good day. But now over here, I'm starting from scratch. That's not the case. I'm, I'm, I'm pooping bricks over here. Over there, I was a, a unicorn. I was pooping out gold, baby. <laughs> it was rainbows. And at the end of the rainbows, it was that pot of gold. Over here, rainy days. And so when I tell you, ooh, we, I'm still learning. <laughs> I like to say, don't start a business until you're ready to face yourself. Because the reality is when we get started, there are things, there are elements of us that in a corporate environment, we can actually hide right? But like you said, if I don't work, I don't eat. You're a step-parent coach so, and a grandmother, so you got children. So, <laughs> you know, the responsibility is bigger because you have people depending on you. Mm-hmm. But even with that pressure, are you glad you did it? Am I glad I did it? That would be an understatement. It's, 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 it's a joy. It's an unspeakable joy that when I tell you it's nothing nothing like it, I get the opportunity to now, all those hats that I wore in the corporate space, those many, many hats, that, that I'm a high performer. But now I get to take that high performance and that's why I have the three legs of my coaching business because I am a high performer. I, I can do, I can produce, baby. I'm a producer. I get to go in now and present myself to business owners so that I can coach them, the CEO and their staff members and, and see breakthrough and, and awesome things have transformations happen there. I'm able to work with stepmom and walk them through my stepmom strong life system and see transformation happen there. I'm able to work with people who happen to have YouTube channels, happen to have blogs, happen to be content creators, making the transition over to the coaching. They want to now monetize that. I get to now introduce NLP and now certify them as practitioners in NLP. I though That's a lot of stuff, but it ain't half the stuff I was doing when I was in the corporate space. So now I get to do all of that, all the, the, the children's recitals that I missed, all of the vacations I didn't take because I'm, I'm, I'm over here producing. I get to do it for myself. And so when I tell you, is, is it a great thing? Is it a good thing? It's, 
it's unspeakable joy. Even in the moments, even in my worst moments, even in them zero dollar weeks, them zero dollar months, when I could be clocking in the dollar and that good government corporate job, I would not, would not. I, I recently had a, a health scare um, with a family member. And I'm just gonna say with my husband, I had a second where I remember going to the refrigerator and was like, am I going to have to go back to corporate to make sure we can afford this? And I was like, no, we just have to figure this out. And this, this, this is like life or death could be, but even in that life or death moment, I was like, oh no, we gonna have to figure this out. Cause that's You're not choosing your hustle. In the life and death moment, you are choosing your hustle. So like I, I applaud that choosing your hustle. I mean, I walked away, I walked away without a plan. I, I had to figure it out. And like you said, you know, I've got, I've got mouths to feed. I have two toddlers, like I, I don't have time to play. But what came out of that for me was an uncovering of my true strength, my true power. I actually did a live last night about this, right? I was talking about, you know, all this time I thought my problem, what was holding me back in my business was that I had a first success that, you know, I thought if I blew up, my relationships would change. People would look at me differently and it held me back for a long time. And I worked on it tremendously, but then I still found myself taking my foot off the gas. And I uncovered just recently as a result of this podcast, right? And how quickly things have transpired that it's not a fear of success that I had. I had a fear of my own power. Mm. I was terrified because I've never worked, although I've been successful, I can admit I've never worked at full strength. I've done what I needed to do to get by. I am very much a nonconformist. So playing the game was not for me. I got jobs on my merit, not because I played a game. And that created a problem for me because it was expected that I played the game. I'm now playing a game that serves me and serves many, many, many women. And I appreciate the fact that you were candid enough to say, you know what? Like I considered for a minute going back to corporate, but then you look at what you've been through what you now have as a result of choosing you. And you say, you know what? I'm going to figure this out and do what I'm going to do. I believe that a lot of women sit in toxic environments, even if they don't know they're in there like you did, right? Sit in toxic environments because they're scared. And because perhaps there aren't people around to create a blueprint for them to follow, right? A lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of us get into these corporate um, jobs, high paying jobs, very successful jobs, but we're the first to do that, right? So stepping out and then now being an entrepreneur, we probably don't have a whole lot of people around us that are doing the same. And it's scary. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But if you could give the listeners a piece of advice, to help them work through that fear, what would it be? I would, and this is not just because of the theme of the show, but it's it's the truth anyhow, is bet on self. Bet on self. I have to keep 
having this conversation with even my own self, especially in the point of showing up is it's like, oh, can I, can I do this? Or what if this, and, and I have to remind myself, but when you was on that corporate job and you had to do X, Y, Z, sometimes you got things that you didn't even know how to do, but you figured it out when you I'm had her planning vacations around different meetings and different topics and all that other stuff. When you, ha- when you didn't even, when they pulled you in the fire and you, you didn't even know what they were talking about, but you show you showed up day in and day leaving your sick baby with 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 your mama or whoever else to go in there and do what you did you you've proven yourself that you can do this so go ahead and do it for yourself bet on self hey listen i is listen this is not a video podcast but i was up here like i was in church just now because this is what we have to acknowledge Because we are conditioned to go into these environments and work twice as hard, right? To do what we need to do, we make it happen. In order for you to get that corner job, you have to work hard to get there. And if you're willing to do that for someone else's dream, why can't you do it for your own? Now, I'm going to leave it there. But I want you to tell us about your business. You've mentioned it a bit before, how we can get in contact with you. like. Shine, darling, shine. I'm ready to shine. I'm ready to shine. I'm ready to go ahead and transition into those uh, gold poops, uh, unicorn poops over here in this area. So if you happen to, especially with your audience, be over here with you coaching, getting the coach, the business coaching side of things, getting your content, you know, together to transition into a coach, or maybe you're a coach now and you are saying, you know what, when I show up on these calls with my clients, I want to make sure I, I'm giving them more than just a conversation, some journal prompts and things of that nature. I want to really help them out and, you know, give them transformation. Go ahead and follow me over at Siobhan Sampson on Instagram. That's at T-H-A-V-O-N-N-E-S-A-M-P-S-O-N. And that's where you'll be able to get in my world of how do I bring in different modalities into so that I'm the go-to coach, that I'm the the coach that's getting all this great content that I'm creating over here with you and get all this good business coaching. But then how can I really change lives? And then if you happen to be a stepmom and me, I'm a stepmom. I have Four stepkids all have four different moms. So when I tell you I understand how to deal with bio mom drama, baby, I'm your girl. But I also give you strategy on how to do that because I had a job. We talked about it today where I dealt with community and I dealt with conflict. So you and your family, I can help you with that. And then lastly, if my corporate coaching is really my offline um, structure. So, but if you follow me on any of those and send me a DM and you're more interested, you want to hear how can I help you um, and your small business grow um, so that you have employee satisfaction, but they understand what your values are as, and maybe you need help with finding out what are, what are my values in my business? Because some small businesses, they don't quite understand what that is and they don't have culture built yet. And so I can help you with that. So any of that, find me over there again at Siobhan Sampson on Instagram, or um, I'm also at Stepmom Coach Siobhan on Instagram. That's it. That's all. 
all of your details will be in the show notes. So if you are looking to get some bio mom help, right? If you are looking to get your content together, if you are looking to refine your values in your company, this is who you need to reach out to. Before I let you go, I want to first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to have this dialogue with you. But I'm going to really randomly ask you a question. What book have you read to change your life? Oh my goodness. I can only pick one. List them. Um, We're going to put them in the show notes. Okay. Um, I would say one, the first one that jumped off is the the big leap by i think it's like gary henderson um another um i would say is oh my goodness there's so many of them um everything is figure outable by marie forleo um i'm gonna like slap myself when i get off of here because i know there's a a one more so than that um and then I'm going to, you know, the, the last one for, for me, honestly, is, is my Bible. You know, um, I'm not, I don't need being a faith-based business or anything like that, but it's very much who I am and how I've made it to who I am today. So those will be my three. Thank you so much. I'm going to have all of your details in the show notes, including the books, because one of the things that is important for me is giving you, the listener, an opportunity to change your life as well. So we are coming to the end of another episode of Choosing Her Hustle. I want to remind you to walk as if every step you take is about to make an avalanche. Because, boo, you are here to change the world. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Choosing Her Hustle. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to press the subscribe button. If you want to join in the conversation, follow me on Instagram at Choosing Her Hustle Podcast, where I'll be going live every Thursday to dig a little deeper into this week's episode. So make sure you bring your questions and comments and join our amazing community. If you want to support us, share, 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 and make sure to leave us a rating and review.